Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Romans, the 13th chapter, and a little bit of the gospel lesson where uh, we're told to wake up. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because the hour of our salvation is nearer than we first thought. Dear friends of Christ, you know, there's, I'm going to challenge you this morning. I, the, the text today from Romans is law. So buckle up your belts, right? Um, the law tells us what to do, how to be, and, and what not to do. And so we're going to learn today, uh, as we enter into Advent, the things to stay away from. And if we don't stay away from them and we find our hearts not prepared for Christ's return, if we delve ourselves into sin and we pretend like there is no God. And so I want to ask a question, are you awake or are you asleep? Are you, is your spirit dead or is your spirit alive? And if you're like me, there are times where I feel like my spirit's alive and there are times where I feel like my spirit's kind of dead. And it's a good thing I lean on Christ because I don't have to trust what my spirit feels like. I just have to cling to the promises outside of me. I don't trust my sinful heart because it feels all sorts of different ways, sometimes not the best, yeah, but Christ, His love for me is always secure. That's what I cling to. But the problem we have in the world today is people don't think they need to cling. People don't think they need a Savior. And then as we enter this season of Advent, uh, they're, they're not coming to Christ. They're not interested. How many are, who are listening to my voice today are just simply ignoring God's Word, just not listening to it. How many listening to my voice don't even care to study it? They say they believe in Jesus, but they have no intention of finding out who He is or how they should live in His kingdom. How many listening to my voice come rarely to take the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion for the forgiveness of their sin? pay little attention to that, kind of neglect all that, and don't take time to think what a wonderful gift it is that we receive here. How many in, my, in the sound of my voice are insensitive to the souls around them that are lost and dying, to the people that aren't awake, to the people who are asleep, to the people that aren't paying attention? How many listening forget to pray when it's time for lunch or when it's time for dinner and you just fail to give thanks? How many people don't even want to come and worship? They don't want to wake up in the morning because it's the only morning they get to have to sleep in and they make the excuse, I don't want to go to church because it's just filled with a bunch of hypocrites. How many of us fail to serve God? Serve Him in His kingdom. Fail to serve His church simply because we're just too busy. How many of us fail to realize that our souls are shriveling up? How many of us ignore all that? Ignore that which is within. Neglecting to feed. We would never neglect to feed our bodies. By about noon we're paying attention. I have to feed my body. But we can neglect the soul and we feel no distress. 
And it's so easy for that soul to fall asleep and just kind of fade off into death. How many don't continue to be fed with the spiritual food of God's love and truth? How many of us, how many of us realize how important it is to, to return to Christ, to hold His promise dear in our heart so that we can have the promise of eternal life? Well, in our text today, Paul warns about attitudes like that in our text. Attitudes that grow cold, attitudes that grow indifferent, and he warns that our salvation is today, and we better wake up before it's too late. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. And so our theme for this morning, wake up. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. It's the beginning of the church year, as I mentioned before. It's a time when we look at ourselves as a season of repentance, where we return to God. We return to His Word, and it's a spiritual discipline. And so this is a season where we get on our knees, we take a proper self-assessment of where we're at spiritually. Where is my relationship with God before this Christ child comes to me? Where am I at? And in order to understand where I'm at, I have to recognize my need. Why do I need this Christ child? Why do I need this Savior? Why do I need this Jesus? And as we talk about this, uh, you know, we, we have to realize the nature of our sin. And that nature of that sin in us that doesn't want to live the way God would desire us. Hey, listen, I don't have to tell you how morality is on the decline in the world. You can just look around, see it in your friends. You can see it in society. The, no one's doing self-examination anymore. Everybody says, you know, this is what I am. This is what I do. It's okay for me to be this way. This is just naturally human. Well, that's true. It is naturally human. And that's why all the natural humans are on their way to hell. Our text says in Proverbs it advises, fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, fearing the Lord is the beginning of, of godly wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Unfortunately, people don't fear the Lord anymore. We're in a day where people don't fear the coming of Christ. They don't think He's coming. They don't fear God. They don't fear His Word. They have no reason whatsoever to bow their knee to the Lord. No desire whatsoever to come, to return to the Lord. On their knees, asking for His mercy. People today don't respect God's authority. They don't respect God's word. They don't respect, they don't fear his wrath. They have no wisdom because there's no fear of God in them. And so they don't act wisely. Without the fear of the Lord, they act foolishly. They live as if they're never going to die, they live as if they're never going to meet the Lord. And many don't know the Holy One, and many don't seek His insight, and the world falls deeper and deeper into darkness, unbelief. Our text mentions sexual immorality. 
You know, the, the sexual movement of the 1960s is nothing compared to where we find ourselves in our culture today. Sexual sins of all sorts are practiced openly and strongly encouraged. Our kids are taught at a very young age at school that it's okay, that it's natural to be sexually active. And so we find Christians and non-Christians alike saying, this is just what I am. God's just going to have to accept me this way. I don't have to return to the Lord. The Lord can come to me, thank you. And this rebellion against God's Word never goes unnoticed. Oh, and by the way, it never goes unpunished. The world needs to wake up and listen to verse 11. Since you know the time in which we are living, since you know the time in which we are living, pay attention to the time in which we are living and wake up from your sleep. What's going on around you? We're living in godless times where people say there are no moral absolutes. I can do what I want to do if I think it's okay for me. I can believe what I want to believe. And people, people ignore God's law. People ignore God's word. And then they ignore his warning. And people are challenging God. they literally standing up to his face. And saying, I'm going to be this way. And you're going to love me the way I am. And they challenge the Lord in this open, rebe- open rebellion. People who call themselves Christians refuse to get on their knees, wake up, and return to the Lord. They think they can define truth for themselves, make God who they want God to be. Paul warns us. And he says, pay attention to what's happening in in the world around you. Because what's happening in the world around you can affect you. What's happening in the world around you can destroy your soul. It can lull you to sleep. It can make you just like the world. The world which will not receive the promise. Listen to Paul's word in Ephesians. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Wake up, return to the Lord. 1 Thessalonians says, Let us not sleep then as do others, but let's wake up. Let's be sober. Why all the fuss? Why does the Bible make such a big deal about all this? Why does it get so riled up? Wake up, wake up. It's like somebody who's in bed. And you're having a good night's sleep. And someone says, wake up. I'm sleeping. Give me 15 more minutes. And we nudge the person who's sleeping spiritually. Wake up, wake up. Just leave me alone. I have other things to do. But the day in which we meet the Lord draws nearer. As our text says, salvation is now nearer than when we first came to faith. Don't sleep. Wake up. You know, realize the urgency. Paul wants us to realize the urgency that today is the day of our salvation. You know, before I ever witnessed death, I was, I was a young pastor. And this was the first time I saw somebody in the death process. 
And I imagine as a doctor, the first time you see it is shocking. As a pastor, it was for me. And I went in and I saw one of my members and her body was, she was dying. Uh, her body was emaciated. Um, her eye sockets were sunk into her skull. Her eyes stared. No, she couldn't blink anymore. Kind of a milky white. Her skin was ashen. Cancer had ravished every resource in her body. There was no life there. That was a dead human being breathing. And then there was this grotesque rattling sound that came with every breath as she fought to breathe. It was disturbing, and I went and I talked to the doctor who was a godly man, a member of my congregation. He knew that I, being a young pastor, perhaps hadn't seen this before. And I said, doctor, is there anything you can do to make her comfortable? And he said, pastor... This is the way all people die. It isn't pretty. Death is sin, and sin is ugly. And you're no different than she. You see, Pastor, this is the way all people die. This is the last stage of life. And this is what it looks like. And one day you're going to die. And indeed, I'm dying. I'm in the process of dying. Death approaches, and I'm terminally ill. There's nothing I can do to save myself. Romans says the wages of sin is death, and I'm reminded of this passage, the soul that sins will surely die. And I'm in the dying process. And so are you. We're dying because of the condition of our souls. Our souls are darkened with sin. Are you paying attention? Are you getting it? Wake up, don't sleep. Look around. The sinful condition of the world. Can you see the fallenness? Can you see the pain? Can you see the suffering? Can you see the rebellion? Can you see the stubbornness? Can you see the effect of sin and death? Wake up. Today's a day to return to Jesus for your salvation. Today is a day to know that Jesus has come. That Jesus has come to save you from Satan's grasp. That Jesus has come to save you from your sin. To deliver you from that darkness. To transfer you into the kingdom of His light. Today's the day. Return to Jesus and repent. But not just today, every day. Today Christ is offering you hope. Today Christ is offering you forgiveness. Today Christ is offering you life. It's free. What He offers is a gift. And all you have to do is open and receive. Seek His love. Seek His face. Seek His truth. Seek His way. And when we deliver our sins to the cross, when we turn away from that darkness and we head to the light of Christ, 
we walk away from death and we receive the promise. The promise that God makes to all His children. Though you die, yet shall you live. And whoever lives and believes in Christ will never die. Because indeed, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life, Romans says, in Christ Jesus. The gift of life. The gift is Jesus. And He comes to fill us with that light. He comes to fill us with His perfection. Ephesians says, For you once were in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You're children of the light. Walk that way. Wake up. Don't be sleeping. You see, our enemy, the devil, is wily. He's tricky. He's, he's scheming. And he, he wants nothing more than to lull you to sleep. It's called ritual Christianity, where Christianity just becomes a ritual. You come to church on Sunday, you sing the hymns, and you go about your daily life doing what you want to do. You know what I mean, don't you? That type of Christianity gets so easily bored. He gets bored with church. He gets bored with God. He gets bored with spiritual things, and it's so easily lulled to sleep. It happens when we start taking inventory of our soul. I stop taking inventory of what's happening to me, who I am, where I might be going. And we say, yeah, 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 yeah. Pastor Caldwell, I've heard it all before. I've, I know, Jesus rose, Jesus died, my sins are forgiven, yada, yada, yada. Boring. Life, death, heaven, hell. Light and darkness, ritual Christianity. It ignores the world around us, it ignores what's happening around us, and it lulls us into a sleep. The sleep of death. And the Apostle Paul doesn't ignore what's going on around him. Listen to his words. He says, put on God's whole armor, the Word of God, so that you may be able to stand against the tricky ways of the devil, because we're fighting not against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the powers, against the authorities, against the rulers of this dark world, against the evil spirits that are in the heavens. Did you hear that? Wake up! On guard! We're in a battle. This is a conflict. The good word for today? Jesus is our army. Jesus is the Navy. Jesus is the Air Force. And Jesus is the Marines. And He's fought the battle for us. And He's conquered Satan at His game. And he says, because I win, you'll win too. Come to me, he says. Come to me, all you who are weary with your sin and heavy laden with your burdens of sin. Come to me and I'll give you rest. And so we come to Jesus, to the cross, where on the cross he yelled out, it's finished, it's done, it's paid for. I've done all I can do. And I've done all I need to do. And he conquered sin and he conquered death in us. Our darkness for His light. His death for our life. His defeat for our victory. And it happens so easily. 
And Jesus says, simply believe and be saved. It happens so easily that we get bored with it all. We just kind of let it all lull us to sleep. So easily allow ourselves to fall into that ritual Christianity. It's the type of confession that the scriptures write about. Though they confessed me with their lips, their hearts were far from me. Wake up. Don't sleep. It's Advent. It's time to take a spiritual assessment. The coming of God, Jesus is near. We pay attention to all that. The day of our salvation is at hand. Today is the day that we pay attention to all that. To come to the Lord on our knees because we need a Savior. And you're about to come and receive that Savior because He loves you so much. You're going to come to the table. You're going to come to the altar rail. I'm going to give you Christ's body and blood and you can be certain this is my body, the body and blood of God. God blood is rare. The body of God is rare. Given and shed for you. The God blood has power. The God body has power because He is God to redeem you. Indeed, we need a Savior. And to believe and confess that we come with repentant hearts to receive the gift, to receive His grace. And therefore, with Advent, we enter with confidence. Awake. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.